Hey, Miles. Yeah, Cam? Have you ever heard of High Noon? Uh, not a Western. Do not forsake me, oh my darling On this our wedding day Hello, people of the internet. I'm Cam. And I'm Miles. And today, at Have You Ever Heard Of, I am going to introduce, or have introduced Miles, to the Western High Noon. And like I said, it's a Western. was released in 1952, directed by Fred Zinneman, where we meet Marshall Will Kane, who is portrayed by Gary Cooper, as he is celebrating his marriage to Amy Fowler, played by Grace Kelly, and he's planning to retire. However, the celebration is short-lived as he receives news that a known criminal is arriving on the noon train and will likely come after him and his wife. So, will he leave or will he stay and fight? That is the question. Interesting thing that did not actually occur to me until reading up on this, this actually took place in real time. Did you notice that? I did notice that now that you say it. Um, it is pretty interesting to see a film that takes place in real time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times with movies, of course, everybody here knows, uh, they skip certain things and sometimes walking hundreds of miles gets done in a few seconds, whereas, you know, something very important and time-consuming can take hours, even though it's just a couple seconds. Or a 24-hour or a period happens in one 40-minute episode. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so having something done like this is kind of an interesting thing to have take place. I know there are a few films that have done stuff like this mm-hmm. before. Uh, there is one TV series, uh, I believe it's called 24. They do everything in hour intervals, and it takes place over the 24 hours. So uh, it is known that it does this. But this is probably a pioneer of its time, because back in... Uh, when was this done? 1952, so early 50s. Yeah, back in the early 50s, they probably never really thought about anything like that, because, well, they're too busy trying to make their point with their cinema. Or they're just, you know, cranking out as many films as they can, especially since this is a Western. Um, Now, Miles, did you like this? Mm, Not really, no. Uh, It's a Western film, and I've never really been a fan of Western movies. So it, it doesn't really appeal to me all that much. You don't like Westerns? No, I... I find them to be, I guess I should start off by saying by when I watch a movie, I usually get very emotionally involved. Right. And I like the emotions through the movie. And I find Westerns, they don't change anything. It's the same thing over and over and over. Uh, I compare it to the basically superhero movies that come out these days. (laughs) Emotionally, they are exactly the same. Uh, There is no real change. And I'm not a big fan of that. You know what? That's that's fair. I I honestly completely understand because I don't watch a whole lot of westerns either, and the ones that I do are very much ones like this that break the mold, very specifically because they're different, and I like it when things are different. But so so you didn't like the movie, but does that mean that like you wouldn't recommend it to anyone or? No, I I could recommend it to others, people who do like Western movies, especially if they're, I feel they're stuck in a rut when it comes to media, then I'd probably poke 
you know, push this towards them. Have them open up out of their shell a little bit. Um, I mean, I'd probably recommend this to my dad, but he may have probably already seen it. It's entirely possible. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, my dad or my grandpa has seen this and they just, it just goes into that, oh, yeah, we've seen that just like we've seen every other Western from the time, just just because. All right, well, then in that case, uh, I think we're going to get into some spoiler territory, so I'll put on a little bit of music and we'll see you in a little bit, folks. Perhaps hang them high by the uh, long divide? Well... Maybe. We'll see. back everyone we're gonna dive into high noon just a little bit more in depth about uh the plot for what's happening so the known criminal turns out was a person who um marshall kane had arrested and sent away he he thought he was gonna get hanged but he wasn't and instead he just kind of was like in prison or whatever for five years and now his brother and a few other friends are there to welcome him back into the town and that's kind of what the whole problem is is that the town is kind of okay with them being there it's kind of not okay but very much the uh marshal is having a problem because he's the one who locked him up um, which of course is the main reason why some people say he should just leave because He's the problem, and he's all, no, I'm going to stick to my guns because, you know, I'm still the law. Um, And one of the things uh, that, again, makes this kind of like a a breaking the mold uh, film is that even though at the end uh, he has the standoff by himself, even though he tried to get a posse of the town folk together to help him out and not enough people showed interest or people that he felt he could rely on. And so he has to do it himself. Um, And then at the end when everyone's like, hey, great job, you killed the bad guys, good for you. And then he just takes off his martial star and throws it into the dirt and just leaves in disgust. That's not usually something that happens in these kinds of films. Uh, What did you think about that, Miles? Well, it is kind of odd that the, the director decided to make a movie about a guy who can't get the rest of the town behind him. And this does make me ask ask a few questions, especially about this uh, hardened criminal. Uh, Who was he again? Uh, Harvey Pell? You mean uh, Frank Miller? Yeah, Frank Miller. Uh, He, I have to ask the question. Like, I know uh, Gary Cooper did not like Frank Miller, but my question for them, for the director would be, what did frank miller actually do because clearly the uh he's he wasn't a sheriff right he was a warden or well he's a marshal a right marshal, that's uh, what it was. yeah, yeah um this this takes place in new mexico and at the time it's new mexico territory so it doesn't have statehood so they don't have sheriffs because they're under the auspices of the federal government sort of like how the territories here in canada 
they have they're under the auspices of the RCMP and all the other federal agencies because they're not provinces. Yeah. So same deal. That's why he's a marshal and not sheriff. Yes. So much like the uh, the territories, he would be a marshal, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so um, the marshal wanted him hung. He wanted him out of there. But my question here is, what exactly did he do? Because they took him to prison. They locked mm-hmm. him up. They kept him there for five years, but they didn't kill him. Uh, you'd think he'd be strung up or something, shooting line. But they didn't do that. They held on to him, and then they released him. So initially, my thoughts were, he probably isn't that bad of a person, if that's mm-hmm. all they're doing. In comparison to, like, again, we're Frontier Town, right? So not exactly beacons of, uh, you know, humanity out here. <laughs> yes. I I have to ask, like, perhaps he didn't do anything really all that wrong, or the other thing that it could be is maybe he's related to somebody who is powerful and doesn't uh, want that, you know, that mark on his name or, <laughs> or you know, maybe he likes him and just says, you know, no, that's not just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, that's something that's never covered. And I think, again, this is one of the issues of being trapped in a Western, especially a Western of the time, is that they don't go into details about that. It's just assumed by the audience and the people making it that he's a bad guy because they said it. We said he's a bad guy. He went to prison. He was supposed to get executed, but he wasn't. So he's back. And now we have to go out there and shoot him and get justice ourselves. That's just like, that's how a Western is. Yeah. And this is the reason why I don't like them because they clearly state in different areas that like most of the town actually is okay with him. Yep. Now, a lot of the women are like, no, we don't want that scum in our vill- in our town because, you know, our kids can't run around and have fun. So we are really stuck between a rock and a hard place for who this guy is and what he's doing. For all we know, maybe Gary Cooper was actually the bad guy in the group or was the wrongdoer. Maybe he wronged uh, Miller and that's kind of where they headed to. Uh, it, it doesn't really say, and it, it kind of ticks me off, especially when they are saying things like, oh, you know, when they, well, they don't actually say outright, but when they show with their actions, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that the town didn't want to jump behind the guy who is protecting the town to, yep. you know, get rid of him. So, like, where does he stand? Why is he this way? Did the wrong person die? Like, who knows? Maybe... Maybe Miller got to town and didn't see Cooper there and just said, whatever, I don't care anymore. None of my business what happened. I mean, that is certainly what they what they want us to think, too. I mean, because the mayor wants him to leave because as soon as they t- get the telegraph um, and the mayor's like, oh, they're coming back. OK, you need to be gone now. And like they don't seem to have any problems worrying about uh like oh you know the new marshal's not going to come until tomorrow and it's like no i'm pretty sure they're coming here for you that's the only reason why they're coming back to our town is because you're the one who tried to get him killed and he doesn't take kindly to that so another thing i was thinking about because this has a lot of ties with uh government especially this mayor mhm 
One theory that I did have, and again, I have no proof behind this. This is just sort of my own little conspiracy about the whole thing. Oh, it's kind of fun to think about uh, that, though. Perhaps the mayor was actually getting paid off by the new government officials because about every four or five years, the mm -hmm. government would change. Yep. So perhaps the people who are in charge of that government turned around, new new set of boys in, and they said, you know what? We don't want any supplies getting through here for political reasons, mm -hmm. and we're just going to pay you to shut you up and, you know, we're going to bring him here and he's going to make sure that everything happens the way, uh, you know, make sure nothing gets through. I could see something like that happening. Yeah. Uh, but again, that just leads me to think like... That gives me Deadwood. very... That gives me Deadwood vibes, actually, because that's like one of the bases of, of Deadwood, uh, the HBO show, is that very much... Deadwood at the time is part of a territory and so it's a frontier town and so there's all this crime and everything that's going on there because they don't have statehood and protections that would come from that um, and then kind of a, an overarching plot is to try to if the Dakota Territory becomes a state it needs to be done just so so that all of the crime bosses can still hold their power but in a more official way i mean i know you're not really into westerns but like i don't know i always thought deadwood was kind of not a western so deadwood is a pioneer show i wouldn't necessarily call it a western fair enough but my issue with deadwood is it follows a very similar uh, again an emotional profile and an emotional ride that mm -hmm. amc does very often they've done it with the walking dead they've done it with breaking bad they've done it with uh, uh to some extent prison break not so much there oh, okay but it was just sort of when it was starting to get used to that kind of stuff and i'm i'm just so tired of all that like well, i think it's fair to say that maybe amc took that from deadwood because deadwood is an hbo show and by the time those shows that you just mentioned came out, it had been finished for like three or four years. That's very true. I can see that. And HBO does fall for a lot of that stuff, too, mm. that I've seen. And it's just not my jam. I Not a fan of The Sopranos, are you? No, I... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I we'll talk about that. Cleanser thinking about that. We'll talk about that another time. Let's go back to talking about uh, High Noon, why don't we? Um, okay. What are your thoughts then about the town? Again, because they have that mixed reaction. But it seems to me uh, that if I recall who was actually the most excited for Kane, or uh, no, not, sorry, not Kane, that's the marshal, for Frank Miller and his buddies to come back were men and they were all the kind of the, the hooligans, you know, hanging out at the saloon and all the yeah, other. Yeah, those 40, or I should say 40, those like uh, 20 to th 20 to 30 year olds, the ones who want to, you know, strike a name for themselves or I guess you could say they, they, they were bored. I would say that they were really bored and they're like, oh, this guy's coming back. That means it's going to be fun again. We're going to have action here. And uh, they kind of stayed quiet, of course, when the when marshals around, marshals right? around, because they're like, you know, we don't want to get involved. In this we actually want to enjoy ourselves. Honestly, I think that town was actually pretty boring uh, <laughs> by the looks of the way things were going. Which, don't get me wrong, boring is safe, and there's nothing wrong with that per se. 
But I mean, like, this is the reason why sports was made is to keep people more, uh, more entertained and keep them from getting bored and getting into trouble in that. Right. Don't keep get me them wrong. Placated, right? It uh, it totally backfires every now and then. Um, there's tons of riots, including here in Edmonton. Uh, you know, things get out of control because the team actually did. Right. Well, we yeah. didn't necessarily win. We just did okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. That's okay. Vancouver and Montreal still have us beat when it comes to hockey riots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess the real question is, you know, the, with these people getting so bored in that, like, do they need a war or something? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't... Oh, who knows? I, I think those people just needed some action. All right. Well... and. Uh, when I say do they need a war, I'm not saying do we need a war because we're getting play skated or we're getting a little tired of everything. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we just wrapped up the war in Afghanistan. I mean, it's a couple months after now, but I mean, we've got that hanging over our heads. So I don't know how badly we need to go and just mess up someone else's life again. Well, to be fair, uh, I've always been somebody who said that uh, well, I, more, I agree with, I believe it was my social studies teacher way back in high school. He said, when all of the victims of World War II die, mm -hmm. we're going to be ready for another world war because, No of one course, will remember. Yeah, no one will remember. No one will be around to, you know, take the cane and bash this, this stupid person talking over the head saying, what are you talking about? You know, this was a terrible thing and terrible time. A lot of people died and... Even after the war, there were still consequences. Mm -hmm. Like the First World War, after that, we got the Spanish flu that happened and went around. Right, yep. So it's, uh, we'll forget just how bad it would actually be. And I don't know is that, if that's right or wrong. I, I think it is right. <laughs> I hate to say it. That <laughs> is, uh, well, yeah, I don't, I, that doesn't seem like something that you want to say. but uh, Yeah, I don't want to say it, but it, it makes sense. Well, let's kind of can go on to a different track then. Uh, so, we seem to be just like batting a thousand in terms of watching movies and shows that have strong female characters so far. Uh, and this is no exception uh, because both of our uh, leading ladies, our characters of Amy Fowler and Helen Ramirez, are pretty strong characters, I would have to say. Wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. And it is nice to see in these older movies that uh, women's roles are being taken a lot more seriously. Uh, one thing that I've always, or one thing that I've came across on the internet is a lot of people tend to forget that women did actually settle the West. By all means, the men were out there as cowboys doing their cattle ranches and, you know, hurting them and all that. Right. But ultimately, if women weren't there, they would all just be in camps. There wouldn't actually be any cities any, or any towns and any uh, things going on. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that, like, even, like, the most powerful people in those positions are, of making the towns generally were women or they were motivated with women or not with women, by the women, because... I mean, guys are out there, they're working hard. Mm -hmm. After about a month of herding cattle, you come back, what's going to happen? You're, you're going to want to celebrate. Best way to do that back then was with prostitutes. And your money goes basically <laughs> to them. And now 
this girl has your money. And a lot of the brothels were actually ran by women. And a lot of that money, that meant that that money, uh, that woman had the ability to take that money and say, okay, I want a church. I want a school. I want to have a bigger store. Yes. So they actually played a huge role in settling the West and turning it into a country and not just territories. Right. And I mean, we see that too um, with uh, with Senora Ramirez in that she is uh, she owns a business, and when she decides that she's not going to stay around, I guess there's another person that uh, you know has gotten Miller's attention because she used to be with him back before he was in prison, and so with him coming back. Because Cain is there, it's like, oh, great. I don't want to be around because I don't want to be fought over by a guy who is maybe not exactly women's favorite person. Um, And so she decides that she's just going to sell and leave. But obvious, I mean, like, everyone treats her with, like, pretty high level of respect, I'd say. The only person I think who doesn't do that is the concierge at the hotel, and he only does that towards Amy because he wants a cat fight. It's very true. <laughs> I can absolutely see that. Again, boredom, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this place definitely needed some team sports or something. <laughs> um, have, it, have they not heard of Cow Patty Bingo? Was that not invented yet? <laughs> I mean, perhaps not. Um, one thing that I want to, that, that kind of struck me as kind of interesting, um, in doing some background research, uh, preparing for this was that, so Grace Kelly as Amy Fowler, this was like her first big role, um, before she went on to be a darling, um, with Hitchcock and doing some other big Hollywood films. And apparently critics did not like her performance. They thought she was mousy and she was very timid and just like did not really bring a great performance for what was given to her, which is interesting because I actually really liked her character. She's supposed to be anti-violence to the end until she finally makes the decision that she doesn't want her husband to just get gunned down. And so she goes and kills a man too. Like that's a, pretty strong character arc i'd say i i personally you saying that that uh, the critics didn't like her i don't know if they knew what a quaker was Mm, that's a very good point and maybe they were just too embarrassed to look it up (laughs) because i i think i agree with you you know she was i would even argue and say that she wasn't timid she made her point very clear i do not want you to do this we are going to leave and we're going to leave this all behind us Mm -hmm. you know it Again, like the thing that I found most interesting is reading, you know, some choice quotes and things like that. And again, like timid and mousy was descriptions of her character. And I sat there going, okay, I mean, maybe compared to Helen Ramirez, who is very much like in your face and very blunt. Sure. But that doesn't mean that she's not making strong choices. Absolutely. I no, I completely agree with you on this, man. Like, <laughs> it's just I got no argument there. <laughs> it's just so strange to think about. Like it is. Um, you know what? Like maybe it's because they really, really wanted to see two women tear each other's tops off and fight. 
maybe this movie isn't as old as uh it isn't in like maybe this movie is just as old as uh the, the year that they say that they're in <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny but i mean i feel like uh there's something about the quakers that you aren't really a fan of which i guess makes you enjoy her arc more well i'm i'm not a person who is anti-violence per se uh don't get me wrong i don't say that violence should always be used Uh, Mm -hmm. the way that i look at it is if violence is being used you should be using it too there's no point in trying to like if if you can de-escalate it Mm -hmm. you should try to but at the same time if fists are being thrown knives are being pulled saying hey let's talk about this it's gone too far the time is came and gone (laughs) right it's a little too late for that. It, the time for action has been brought forward. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of... I'm not going to say I'm not a huge fan of people who uh, are anti-violent because being anti-violent is a very strong thing and it's a, in general a decent idea mm-hmm. because I will agree that, especially in this era, violence was used probably a little too much. Uh, I mean, take a look at where it came from before. Uh, you still had people doing duels and that, and they just changed from sword to pistol. Yep. And I personally, like, if violence is being used, you should definitely use it. And she, you know, I I, I, I applaud her for her choice of being anti-violence. Mm-hmm. But when push comes to shove and she felt that her husband was worth, her husband's life was worth killing somebody else, mm-hmm. she did it because she believed in what he did and how he's acting, and how it would benefit the town. Whereas she believed in that more than her uh, her stance mm-hmm. of being nonviolent. Right. So, interesting thing, um, with, with the way the ending happens, with him facing off against four guys by himself, and then, of course, she saves him from getting shot. Um, this film was considered anti-American by a reasonably a reasonably high amount of people that watched it and also by John Wayne who was actually originally supposed to be uh the marshal in this um and he very specifically was upset with the way the story was and this was actually one of the things he didn't like was the hero getting saved because that's not the way things are done in the Westerns. Certainly not in John Wayne Westerns. Well, I guess it's a real question here because um, originally I thought the reason why he thought it was un-American was because he ended up asking for help Mm -hmm. and nobody came and stood with him. Well, there's a little bit of that. That was another thing that he felt was un-American was that uh, audience or... Um, the fact that he so it's one thing to uh, go off and just say I'm going to do this all by myself and every time someone says no you need some help and you just say nope this is my fight don't get involved and that's just fine but the way they the way they frame it is that the townspeople turn him down when he says I don't want to face them alone because if we show a uh, a strong response to them they'll probably just go away and you know they're not going to come back so that's all we need to do 
We just need to show them a united front and there will be no violence, hopefully. Um, but be prepared, you know, have your guns ready and everything. So if it, you know, if we have to be a, a firing squad, then we will be. Um, but the fact that everyone turns them down, that's another thing that's un-American, is that that's not the way this is supposed to be done. If the marshal is the law, then they should do what he wants. They should be by his side. And the fact that he isn't, or that they are not standing with him, like, that's just not the way you do this. Like, that's not very heroic. That's just, no one's being painted in a good light, I guess, is the so, problem. My question about this then is, uh, is John Wayne an altruist or objectist? Because, uh... <laughs> He's very Republican, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Republicans can also be objectist or altruist. Uh, it's I know, very, yeah. They're mostly objectist, though. I, yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, I mean, I guess from the standpoint that that's being presented, I'm not going to paint John Wayne with the brush. Uh, saying that oh, feel he free is. to. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to talk about uh, a guy who's passed away, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, say he's not exactly as everybody else thought. Because we're going to get we're going to get a lot of angry emails and all that. I mean, but ultimately, <laughs> from this point of view, it makes me really feel he's pretty altruist. He mm -hmm. believes in that community strength over the individual. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's pretty outstanding of him in terms of republican mm -hmm. but at the same time he doesn't feel that you should have the hero get saved by a woman like that i guess uh <laughs> like that 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 also just kind of like sticks in there a little bit it's just like okay someone did come back to help him out and it was one of the people that absolutely said that they wouldn't so i mean like isn't that a good thing i think it should be <laughs> So I mean, why is it not? A, a, so why is that considered anti-American? Maybe it's just John Wayne's idea of what America is. Oh, you know, it's. I guess it's that old-timey belief that we just don't share anymore about how, like, you know, women don't play a role, and or if they do, or they shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. What was that yeah. old saying? Uh, it, it was said mostly with children, but I believe oh, some yeah, people tried to say... they should be seen but not heard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, a, <laughs> what a stupid way of thinking. I don't know. Like, Ignoring things like behind every strong man, there's an equally strong woman. I mean... I can argue that. I am sure you can. Because uh, <laughs> I, I could bring up a lot of sources, but... That our strong women just... Acting no. on their own or? Uh, both. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, my sister is a very strong, independent woman. Right. Um, I would argue that Ivana is with Trump in that. I, right. She, I wouldn't yeah. say she's as strong as he is. Um, right. But don't she, get me wrong. She, she can pull her weight. Mm -hmm. She absolutely could. That's, uh, I don't know. That's, that's different. Like, Trump is not, Trump is just, just one of these weirdo people that just, like, that's it. They just kind of like overpower everyone else around them just through sheer strength of personality. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right there. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a great example to look to. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe it is. I mean, um, I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves and his not wife. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe a little bit different, especially because Keanu Reeves 
didn't was not in a relationship for like most of his life because his fiance his fiance his got fiance yeah his fiance got kid. cancer and or oh is that i can't remember exactly what it was but she passed away yeah and then he was just like that's it i'm just never dating ever again uh that's actually not entirely true cameron oh really I, sorry to say um <laughs> uh, one of my cousins actually did go out on a date with him oh really think, yeah it was one date um <laughs> i'm not gonna get into who it was or how that all happened but i remember them talking about it and uh, he he did try, but at the same time, he was very quiet about everything he did, which I think is honestly a good thing to do because he's one of those people that a lot of people like to watch and a lot of people generally like to uh, idolize, mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to break that for them. Mm, um, I see. Am I saying Keanu Reeves is a bad person? No, I don't think he could do a bad thing. Uh, he was, he's obviously was depressed for a very long time and that changes mm -hmm. who you are. Like take yep. a look at Robin Williams, same, same sort of ideology and the same sort of, uh, I shouldn't say ideology, same, same or similar issues happened with him as mm -hmm. Keanu or Reeves, I should call him. I shouldn't call him by his first name. I'm his friend. <laughs> right. I would love to be his friend, but, uh, I'm technically not. So, uh, Reeves, uh, had sort of similar things happen with him mm -hmm. and he did kind of withdraw to keep that from getting out but if you look at everything he does he's absolutely thinking about all the other people yep um well i mean we have plenty of evidence for that considering like all the things that he does for the film crews that he works with and bringing people back to work with him when he does other projects and stuff like that you know he cares about everyone in his life absolutely and even if you're not part of his life he still cares like there's those videos of him on the L or, or on the train where he stands up he's like oh take my seat please by all means you're you, you know i can stand it's not a big deal and it shows just how good of a person he is and i'm sure his uh not wife his significant other is right. just as amazing as he is but we don't really know very much about who she is and what she could do right so is she as powerful? Is she able to pull a presence like he is? I don't know. And that's my, my main argument about that. And I mean, who's to say that they want to do that, right? Oh, I doubt they would. I highly doubt they would. It would have to be something very important. And honestly, if he's standing behind something, that's something we should all definitely take a look at. Right. Because there there's a saying, and I do... I used to follow it pretty closely. I used to live by it because mm -hmm. I was the quiet kid at school. But when the quiet kid talks, it's usually the loudest. And that's not because he's vocally the loudest. It's because mm -hmm. he doesn't talk. And therefore, when he does, it's something that is probably important. And people generally listen because they don't hear him most of the time. And they stop and they kind of go like, what does he have to say? Why did mm -hmm. he say that? What's, uh, what's the reasoning behind it? Those words that are spoken even though they could be quiet, still resonate because he doesn't say much. Hmm. Well, and now that's coming from a guy who's on a podcast, <laughs> a talking podcast. So I've kind of, uh, I guess you could say I flipped, uh, I flipped a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, so, I mean, you know, as far as high noon goes, there's lots of good stuff in it, right? You, ad you admit it's still like a really well put together film. It's just not your cup of tea though. No, not really. And that's fine. Like I said, I, I'm more than willing to talk about it because yeah. I like to talk. Mm -hmm. I like to discuss <laughs> things. Like you, I'm willing to get into nitty gritty about just about anything. Mm -hmm. 
But ultimately, would I watch this again? Eh, probably not. All right. It's just not my thing. And that's totally okay. Absolutely. There is no problem at all with that. And uh, I think this is actually a good place to wrap up here since uh, I think we've covered quite a quite a good amount of ground with this. Oh, yes. This was a, a good... No. <laughs> this was an excellent discussion about yep. a movie that I don't want to watch. <laughs> and uh, this is good. If every future episode where we have something where someone doesn't like something goes as well as this, we're golden. <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing I do want to actually mention to all of us, all of our listeners out here is uh, please, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or whatever it is now, uh, subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Let other people know about us. And please get a hold of us. Tell us about some of the interesting movies or shows that you guys have seen and would like to hear us talk about or even discuss with us. Uh, we could probably find a way to hook something up and talk to you about it and have your you talk about your experiences with it with us. Absolutely. We're totally fine with doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because with more experience comes better outcomes. Yep. Yep. You get a little bit better at uh, what it is that you're trying to say and you start connecting more I- big ideas and... Next thing you know, you're just your brain is firing all the synapses all the time. Yes, we are going to have a, a new Twitter um, account and a new Facebook page coming up as well. So there will be more places to see us, and we will have more information on that and as, talk with us as well. Yep, yep, yes, yes, more avenues for you to engage with us, which. We, as much as we love talking to each other, we love talking to other people too. Maybe even more. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, once we uh, figure that out, oh, another thing that I would also like to point out is we are considering changing the name of the podcast. Uh, if you guys like it, uh, please give us a shoot us a message. Tell us that you want us to keep it. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know this. But there is another Have You Ever Heard of out there, and they have their own podcast. Uh, we were first, but technically, they are more been, popular. Th- well, they are more <laughs> popular, and they've been re- uh, putting out stuff uh, more periodically than what happened with uh, the last host in Cameron. Um, so, by all means, get a hold of us. Let us know what you think about our, us changing our name. Let us know if you want us to keep it. Tell us. Talk to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to say have a good day. Yep. We'll see you next time. See ya. That promise when we went